Welcome to A Love for the Bible, Series 5, Session 14. This is Dave Clark. During Series 5, Session 13, I interviewed my son David on his Bible reading this last month. Today, I will be discussing with my wife, Helen, the book of Acts. In Session 12, Helen and I provided an introduction to the book of Acts. Today, for Session 14, we will be discussing a key section of Acts, Chapter 9 which tells about the conversion of Paul. So let's think about why this is important. Helen, what's the reason why this chapter about Paul is so important? Well, Paul is a pivotal figure in Christianity and half of the book of Acts actually details the life and work of Paul. First, we learn about his conversion. We have a little bit about his life before then, not a lot. We learn about um, his faith, and we also learn about how he spread Christianity, his missionary journeys. Yes, and also many letters uh, in, the New in the New Testament are written by Paul. So that's another reason why it's, he is so significant. So Helen, tell, tell us about uh, a little bit more background about Paul. The first time that we meet Paul, his name actually isn't Paul, it's Saul. And Saul is met in um, Acts. So it's not in Acts 7.58. So it's not actually Paul at this point. Yes. And he was, at this point, he was actually, was holding the, the, the clothes of, of men who were stoning him. And he was actually approving this stoning of Stephen. And so we can see that he was, uh, he was definitely not on the side of Christians, and, but he was a, a key person for the Pharisees and who were very much into the law. So what happened when Saul was going towards Damascus? Well, after he was approving a stoning of Stephen's. It, it appears that maybe a few years had passed. And during that time, Saul was having active campaigns about finding Christians, putting them in jail, um, assenting to their deaths, and just in all ways stamping out Christianity. So when he, when he is um, in chapter nine, where he's being converted, he actually was on his way to one of those missions in Damascus to find people, men or women, and take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. But as he came near Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And it says he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, 
Why do you persecute me? So Saul asked, who are you, Lord? And his, the answer was, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with Saul didn't hear, um, didn't see anyone. They did hear the sound. So Saul got up from the ground, and when he opened his eyes, he couldn't see anything. He had been blinded, so they had to lead him into Damascus. And he was blind for three days after he was led into Damascus. Yes, and there was another person who had a role, and his name was Ananias. And, and this was a disciple, a Christian disciple, and he got his a vision as well. And it says in verse 11, the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man named Tarsus, named Saul, for he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. And so in just out of faith, he actually went to Saul and he, and he told him, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so that was, that was really something that he had that kind of faith. Yes, um, I can only imagine what it must have been going through Ananias' mind. Can, can you imagine here is someone coming to arrest probably you and all that you hold dear and drag him off to Jerusalem and then you're told, go and lay your hands on this person and heal them. You would think maybe Ananias would rather that Paul just stay blind <laughs> so he couldn't do it. But Ananias had great faith and also a willingness to forgive um, all that he had heard and, and do God's bidding. Yes. And so, as it turned out, uh, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. He could see again. And then he was baptized. And so he was, I think he was really convinced after all seeing all of this, that this really was from God. And so he went ahead and, and was baptized as a Christian. So what happened next, Helen? Well, Acts chapter 9 says that he spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. So they, they welcomed him once, once they, um, Ananias had, had um, prayed with him. And Saul immediately began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. But this confused everybody because they thought that he is coming to arrest them. And he evidently must have been preaching to the people who were on his side when he was coming to arrest the Christians because they began to get confused. And then eventually some of them decided that he, they ought to kill him. Right. It started to become clear that, the, that Paul had turned, uh, was turncoat, you might say, and was now going against the Jews in favor of the Christians. And so they, they decided, well, they were going to better get rid of Saul and, and or Paul, and, as he later becomes named. And so they, they watched for a way to kill him. But the followers, they actually lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall so as to be able to rescue him. So, so now they, they really knew that he was, he was a Christian. So what, what happened after that? I've got to say something about the basket anyway. I think I always thought that was really cool. When I first, when I was a child, I 
remember hearing that story and lowered in a basket, very dramatic. Um, so after he escaped from Damascus, he went to Jerusalem and he tried to join the disciples. But unfortunately, they were afraid of him because they didn't believe, they thought he was trying to trick them. But there was one man, Barnabas, who did believe him and he took him and brought him to the apostles. And Barnabas told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul was now accepted because of, of Barnabas' um, faith in him and willingness to stick up for him. And I, so I think that this, uh, again, is a really important learning about Paul and because he's so important in the letters he wrote and as a part of the New Testament. But he's also, I think, an example to us of, of somebody that has tur turned around his life by God and, and was used by God. What else could we say about this, Helen? Um, well, I think, I think Saul, he, be, he becomes Paul when he starts missionary journeys later on. And he actually first goes with Barnabas. So the two of them go and start Quite a few churches in in what is now Turkey and later Paul goes up to Greece and um, as we know later he goes to Rome where he eventually dies and is, is martyred there. So Paul to the end just did what God asked him to do. He really was the missionary to the Gentiles and I, I think we have so much to be grateful to him for and both for his example and what he's done for us and at the end of his life, he says this to Timothy, um, his disciple. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. That's from um, 2 Timothy verse, uh, 7, chapter 4. Um, a couple things, too, about Ananias and Barnabas. So both of them had to take it on faith in the Lord, not just on circumstances, but in the Lord that, that um, they could vouch for Paul, Saul, and they could forgive him. And I think one of the things I, I am learning from this, just as I've read it again, is that their willingness to forgive Paul and accept him in faith, allowed for the work of the Lord to continue. So oftentimes forgiveness is very hard for us. And these people had quite a bit to forgive, especially Ananias. Um, but forgiveness aids in the work of the Lord. If, we, if they had decided not to forgive and not to do it, um, it might have been very different outcome. So I think that that's something we can remember. If the Lord is asking us to forgive somebody in our lives, that, that that aids in God's work in the long run. All right. So thank you to our listeners for joining Helen and I for Series 5, Session 14 of A Love for the Bible. Series 5, Session 15 will air beginning Tuesday, November 8th at 8 a.m.